It's 1997 and mid-September in Brindlewood Bay, making the air crisp and the smell of the ocean even stronger. Uh, I'm the keeper, C. Meek Smeeker. It's been a week since Teddy's house flooded and you all solved to be or not to be dead, sending Xavier Olson and Jones Galois to prison. Xavier's last words to you were a whispered warning about the midwives of the fragrant void, whatever the hell that means. Let's start with Eddie Rue. Eddie Rue. Hello, I'm Eddie Rue Dubois, uh, played by Chris Dirksen. It's been a week since this happened, and Eddie Rue has been uncharacteristically absent from the town. She has taken Teddy's disappearance pretty harshly. And I would say that what you have, where she has been seen is at the local library asking the library, the youngest librarian she can find to help her get onto the internet. Uh, just sort of like trying to get information to see what she can do, but she's not really coming up with anything. I love that. Doris. Hi, I'm Doris Makoviak, played by Shannon Wade. Um, in the week since I tackled two grown men to the ground and sent them, helped send them to jail with my fellow mavens, um, I have been... Uh, I've been splitting my time. I've been writing a really long letter to my daughter, Stella, to send and to just tell her some things that I realized I hadn't told her. And then Doris is just still poking around like Teddy's house as much as possible, like probably can't go inside, but just, you know, hanging around, maybe pretending to spruce up the garden while it's flooded, but actually just seeing if there's any other strange goings on or or maybe clues to be found. Fantastic. Lane, what about you? Um, I am Ben Ferber. I play Lane Walter, a former Broadway actress. It's been a week since To Be or Not To Be Dead. And uh, in that case, Lane uh, overcame a lot of very scary things. However, uh, right before it, she did see a, a demon in her television, which means she can't go into her living room anymore. Um, she will simply not go into there anymore. And uh, it's been very inconvenient in the past week because uh, the way her house is laid out, you kind of have to go through the living room to get everywhere else. So she has to keep leaving her house and going in one of the other outside doors to get to the, all the other rooms. So she has been actually spending um, maybe a little too much time uh, at baby's house uh, because it is not yet cursed. <laughs> all right, baby, it's you. What's up, everybody? I'm Baby Garcia, and there's a lane in my house. Not like a bowling lane, an actual lane. <laughs> to cope with this, as I really don't like people in my house, personal space is very important, I have decided to do renovations in my basement because now, as we heard in the last episode, I'm paranoid. So I have decided to proof my house and make it basically a fortress. So <laughs> while Lane has been upstairs, what I can only assume is smudging with her best perfume and cigarettes, I am downstairs plugging all the holes in my unfinished basement with my plethora of plastic bags and making sure that nothing can get in, but also I can't get out. A baby hears from upstairs. It, baby, is this, is it soup? Is this spoop supposed to be boiling over? <laughs> I'm going to come up just with a ladle in hand, just run right past you, almost clothesline you. 
We will check back in with Lane and Baby in our cozy moments in just a moment. <laughs> That's wonderful. So before we get into our cozy moments, I'm so curious, did anyone report Teddy's disappearance to any town officials? Um, if you did, who? Um, you know, did you go to directly to the police? Where, where are you going? I know, Eddie Rue, you're looking on the internet for some things. But... Well, I will say this. We had had a standing luncheon with the DA for Friday. So I think that that would have, if that had happened, that's the person that I would have told. It's so funny that you mentioned that because that has been uh, moved to today, um, your luncheon. Oh, well, then that's my plan anyway, because I don't trust that shitty sheriff. He's a piece of work. Okay. And I I do think that when we called the plumber, uh, the plumber was like, well, legally, you have to call the fire department um, with the structural damage on this scale. And so the fire department came and we were like, we haven't seen it in days. And so that some, you know, assuming that that went up the line. Fantastic. Um, so uh, what about you, Doris? Did you talk to anybody specific or baby? Yeah, I feel like after the plumber said they would we would call and pass it on, I think Doris would go to the police station and check in with whoever's there, maybe probably Bert and just be like, is anything happening? Like she's going to pressure them to be like, Hey, our friend is missing. Do you have any new news? Like she's going to go every day and just like pester the PD. Great. Yeah. You've continually talked with Bert and the sheriff seems to always be out of the office when you come checking. Um, but the report has been filed then. Doris is on top of the report. Eddie Rue doesn't have any faith in the police, but Doris is like, maybe, maybe this squeaky voiced person will help. Maybe. Well, baby, did you talk to anybody? Sorry, before we move into cozies. No, I've been busy. I immediately <laughs> went home and was just like, this is not going to happen to me. <laughs> right. Obviously. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, you know, you, you're, you're incredibly paranoid. So I get it. All right. So let's go into our cozy vignettes. Um, Lane, let's start with you. Have you been home at all out of curiosity or are you uh, like, are you doing your cozy stuff pretty much only at, uh, at babies? I, I think our, the cozy moment was definitely Lane uh, watching a pot of soup boil over. Uh, it smelled very good. Um, and, and she has been to her house because she hasn't she hasn't moved in and fully. She's like, we're going to we're going to get rid of this demon. We're going to figure this out. And I'm going to get my house back or well, my living room back. I have the rest of my house. I'm going to get my living room back. Uh, awesome. Um, I will say, because you have gone home, that you have it not not one, but several messages from, um, of all people, your agent, someone who you probably haven't talked to spe- like specifically in quite some time. Um, but she's been leaving you messages um, because there's a really big opportunity for you Um uh, to return to Broadway to work on View from a Bridge, um, directed by Michael Myers. She's mentioned somebody named Brittany Murphy in like the in the ingenue part, but she thinks that you'd make a really compelling Beatrice. And she's and she just keeps leaving you these messages about how Michael Mayer is super interested in you because you're such a strong, unconventional uh, choice. But if you don't take it, they're going to give it to that beanpole, Alice and Janney. And so these are these are just these things <laughs> that she's just like she's like, come on now. Um, nobody wants that. Call me back, Lane. Call me back. Yeah, you see Lane um, reaching into her living room, which is where the uh, voice mes- the voice message machine is with like one of those um, grabber sticks that has like a little trigger that that pulls a little uh, set of arms. And she's like trying to play that. She like plays the messages successfully. And then she like deletes one by accident. She's like trying to dial a number. She's like cannot. 
get to the phone properly. <laughs> uh, so you can't call your agent back because you just can't. You can't get into the living room. It's just done. It, it, she's going to fix this. Do you want to talk to your agent? I think Lane tries to call the agent and like knocks the phone off the table and <laughs> <laughs> and won't call and won't use anybody else's phone for it. It's not like she'll solve the problem because this cause this is Lane Walter we're talking about here. Darling, she would not pick up for any other number. They, they have caller ID over there. I just learned what that was last week. And now I know a lot of reasons why. You know, I called from a payphone. They treat me like I'm crazy. Yeah. So I'll say uh, that um, as you're sort of like continually trying to uh, call this number from with your with your your arm extender, um, that's just sort of hitting buttons, or maybe it's like trying to pull something on the rotary. You kind of get this feeling that 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 um, that the agent voice does sound a little off um, to you. It's like it doesn't quite ring true. Um, but it just sounds like a really fantastic opportunity. So you're, you just, if you could get it to connect, that would be great. All right, Doris, let's go to you. Where are you cozying? Yeah. So Doris is cozy in her living room. Um, she's in an armchair right by the phone, which has Eddie Rue's caller ID connected to it that she so graciously loaned me. And I think, um, Doris is trying to work on her letter to her daughter, but, just really wants to try to like pick up the phone before the mysterious person leaves a message this time. So as you're sort of writing on this letter and um, uh, you do get a knock on the door from the mailman uh, because a letter has arrived um, for you. Ooh, great. I'll I'll answer the door. Yeah. And you can see that he was just sort of knocking to let you know that like he was delivering this thing um, because uh, and he has like sort of a, a weird grin on his face because it's 1997. And he's just like, um, for you, I think. And he like he hands it to you and just sort of watches your face. Thanks. Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And he watches you read it. He's like, I think you should read that. I think I think you should 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 read that. What? Uh, I, I'm going to. In my living room by myself. Goodbye. Oh, oh, uh, well, okay. Uh, all right. Um. <laughs> and then I think she opens the door a crack. And if he's still standing there, she'll be like, thank you for all that you do. And then close the door again. <laughs> yes, we at Dungeons and Drama Nerds are pro U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> indeed, indeed. It is our position that the postal workers are braver than the troops. <laughs> Uh, you can see that the that the postcard has um, uh, a hand drawn um, eight inch Fresnel on it, and it's illuminated, and it's got this uh, you know it's it's like shining down a little spotlight on a heart. <gasps> oh, and it reads, um, "Let's illuminate the space between us, Ginge." Oh, Doris fans herself with the postcard, <laughs> and and. And is just like doesn't really know what to say, uh, but she tucks it in her bag because this she has got to tell the girls later at their luncheon, maybe even tell the DA. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Um, very exciting. And then Dora sits back down to try to write her letter, but now she's just like all a flutter. So I think she's gonna set her letter to Stella aside and try to compose like a fitting postcard response to Ginger. Uh, you'll see that when you return to your chair, that um, the messages button is flashing on your uh, machine. Oh, 
at me again. It didn't even ring. Oh, all right. All right. Um, and I'll listen to the message. Great. Um, once again, this voice sounds vaguely familiar, but still not quite familiar enough. You're, you're just sort of you're sort of confused. And, and so you mostly just hear the static. But this voice is sounding more and more harried. Um, and it says, it's getting harder to make these calls, Doris. <sighs> Helen's truth is delivered thanks to you. And now hell itself is going to rain down. <sighs> Gird your loins. Don't forget to deliver the writer's words to the doctor. Find the genius's plans for the machine and keep them safe from... <sighs> Find the genius's plans for the machine and keep them safe from the... <sighs> Fuck. And then it hangs up. Oh, okay. All right. Keep the genius's plans... Genius's plans for the machine safe. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So much to talk about at brunch today. Um, and then Doris is going to check the caller ID. She doesn't quite know how it works, but hopefully, like, maybe it's captured a name or a phone number. That would be great. Yeah. And as you can sort of see, it gets pulled up on the little screen. It's just like a series of, of, of zeros. Um, Doris writes down exactly how many zeros there are, just in her in her little notebook just to have it and then yeah oh she doesn't know what to make of that but she says to herself okay all right gotta find that doctor gotta put that high on the list uh there are five so um sans area code there are five numbers that was the old school caller id the void Mm. fuck you meeks (laughs) (laughs) this is my job chris my job okay (laughs) <laughs> all right <I'm> furious <laughs> i can tell you're real furious um baby what you doing in your cozy place well <clears throat> i salvaged the soup thankfully but right now i am restocking my purse with things that i can use as gadgets and tools because again i'm scared and need to be prepared for occasions so i am basically taking this dusty old remember those um the bags that were really popular, like the limited two kind of bags, like the really, really chewy, bright colored. That's what I imagine I got because I was just like, this is what I see everybody using. So obviously I should have it. But it's like watermelon pink and then weird green color. And it just looks like an inside out watermelon. That covered in sequins. So I open this thing and shake it out and just like a cloud of dust explodes and I'm just sifting through my stuff. Um, You've described this bag so wonderfully that I want you to put it in your cozy little place. Heck yeah! Cozy baggy! So it is so funny because you're pretty sure you salvaged that soup, but um, you also can... You can also see that uh, like when you kind of turn the corner back into the kitchen that... um, it's uh, it's on the stove again. And not only is it on the stove, but it's in Bill's pot. Um, and it wasn't the soup that you were cooking at all. It was Bill's favorite soup, like a like a carrot, uh, carrot stew of some kind. Um, and it's just sort of boiling softly on this uh, on the stove. I don't even like carrots, but it was Bill's favorite. I imagine that's just what I'm saying to myself. Like, why would I make this now? I don't even like carrots. That's suspicious. That's weird. Lane, did I would ask Lane if she made soup or if like she added something to the soup. Do I smell? Is that, oh, is that matzo ball soup? And yeah, Lane, Lane trots into the kitchen. I didn't know you were making this. You're making two soups. Apparently. 
Where did the carrots come from? We haven't gone grocery shopping in a week. You gotta have carrots in matzo ball soup. I don't know. Did you have them in the produce store? They last. I didn't know you were Jewish. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> um, okay. I thought I was making chicken dumpling. I see no chicken and I see no dumpling. Wait, where's the sure chicken you... dumpling? Lane's looking around. Have you been tested for Alzheimer's recently? I think maybe we should be. That sounds like a very good idea. Okay, let's call Eddie and Doris and let them know. Do you think, can a DA do that? Do they have that I kind of license? I don't know what DA stands for, to be quite honest. Well, we'll find out. Let's go and find out. Yeah, let's go ask. These four women will save the world. <laughs> <laughs> Arguing over soup. Um, baby, as you turn to find the phone, um, you do oh, see, no. like, out of the corner of your eye, this, like, dark figure that sort of comes up behind you and immediately wraps its hands around your throat. Uh-huh. And it's, like, it's almost in the in the shape of Bill, like, in this tall sort of place. And this, and it, it's not, like, necessarily the most aggressive gesture. It's just sort of, it's sort of there. And then you whip around, and it's it's gone. And the pot isn't even on the stove. Ooh, that's the most action I've had in 16 years. Lane crosses herself. (laughs) (laughs) Not from you. I was about to say, excuse me? (laughs) She's just covering all bases. It's really just every religion, I'm doing it. It's a cultural thing. (laughs) That's your version of throwing spaghetti at the wall. It's just, what is it, Christianity today? Lane is Benny from the Mummy, who's just yeah. praying to different I- objects <laughs> as the That's Mummy approaches. Yeah, one of my favorite bits of that film. It's uh, pretty good. I'm gonna have a moment of just like what happened, and then still be. So when do we see the DA? Is she is she Wiccan? Maybe she, we should invite her over for tea. Oh, that's about it. I'm going to like search everything in the kitchen and furiously pack my bag. So, yes, you two will prepare then to meet with the DA and maybe ask some, ask her some questions about soup. Um, Eddie Rue, you've had a very sleepless few nights um, as you have been going to the library to talk to these these people about the Internet. Um, and you have finally seen some GeoCities pages as were referenced in your last last uh, uh, mystery and so you know what that means now and you have a clear point of view but you're still not really sure where Teddy is tonight uh, this dream that you have before you wake up um, is a magician on stage performing tricks with cats it's almost like it starts off very sort of fun in fact um, you're there you're enjoying it you're seeing he's like ushering cats through various obstacles in this um, in, in his tricks on stage and you can see that he like disappears a few of them you're having a fun time you're laughing you even see Etienne there and he gives you a little spin um, and and, and and you curtsy, it's all very fun. But you see next to the stage, this this outdoor space where there's this stage is set up, you see out of the corner of your eye a black magic hollyhock bush, um, a flower that you're pretty familiar with. It's a very distinctive black bloom. And you notice that it's dying. It's a very temperamental plant. Um, it's actually wilting very fast uh, before your eyes. And as you're sort of looking at this, Uh, bush. The magician is like all of a sudden right in front of you. Um, And before what was very happy and shiny is now 
fairly grotesque because both of his eyes are hanging out of the sockets by the tendrils of nerves. And he waves his hand over the bush, uh, this hollyhock bush, and then it's in full bloom. And he picks one of the flowers and he presses it very intensely into your palm, his eyes sort of swinging from their sockets. And he just says, the midwives are coming. And you wake up and you look in your hand and you have the black magic hollyhock flower. Wow. That's horrifying. And Eddie Rue Rue sort of like bolts up with a start in that moment. And I imagine a cold sweat. And she's holding this this flower in her hand somehow gently enough that it's not, you know, destroying it. Uh, She she gets up, um, doesn't even change out of her silk nightgown, just walks down to the parlor and goes to the pressed flowers she had been creating using for Teddy using all sorts of these really cute five leaf plant that she's found she's just like been pressing a bunch of um hemp flowers along with the marijuana leaves and she takes this and she and she realizes that this is the centerpiece that she has needed for this piece and she places it in there and just works to press this so that it's you know sort of like gonna be beautiful and as she does this in the reflection of the glass that she is creating she sees the shadows moving once again but is less um startled by them now she is a bit more she expects them i think i not i wouldn't go so far as to say comforted but she is she does expect these to have these to appear and she sort of she sort of like says to herself okay this is what you want. This is what you'll get. And she puts a book on it and goes to make herself some tea. All right. Today's the day of the autumnal, autumnal fair hosted by Brendawood Bay Community College. The autumn fair is an afternoon of games and activities on the scenic campus overlooking the sea, all to raise funds for its oceanography program, world-renowned oceanography program, let's recall with 40% of the proceeds going to restoration projects around town. The Mavens, you were usually asked to help Janice run the booth for Candlelight Booksellers, but this year that invitation was lost in the mail. Uh, You were not invited to do that. Um, You do know that local hometown hero, magician Great Grievous, is performing, and that's a huge get because he's been on tour for the better part of a year. Uh, And one of you knows his assistant, Trudy Tellers. Uh, So I'm curious, one of you had a meaningful encounter with a young Trudy Tellers uh, many years ago when they were just starting this act together. What words of wisdom did you impart and how have you kept in touch with Trudy? Who's feeling like they would be the person who knows Trudy? Well, it's showbiz. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to pimp out Ben. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like I'm connected to so much. I wanted to give it to someone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so generous. Yeah, it doesn't have to be wisdom about, about the act. It can be about just general wisdom. I'll go. I'll go for it. I think if Doris knows Trudy, it was probably because I think Doris was 
assuming the best of this magic act, like even though they were just starting being like wanting to pump up this young person and be like, okay, it's going to be great. Like you guys are going to definitely get out of this small town and you're going to go and you're going to have a great career. So when you are on the road, when you're traveling, here are all the best tips on how you can fit as much into a backpack as humanly possible. (laughs) And Doris is just going to like have Trudy over for tea and just like pull out all her gear from the park service and be like, okay, like this is maybe a little outdated, but here's how you, um, you can roll this really tight and you can have these nice little nifty, uh, pack sacks you can fit everything together because when you're on the road you know you want to be able to get up and go you don't want to spend too much time worrying about that stuff i feel like this definitely ballooned into like their skills for their like clown car style like (laughs) pulling too much stuff out of stuff act (laughs) definitely (laughs) yeah like maybe maybe trudy calls dora sometimes and is like uh we're trying to like tells her the trick of the of the trick that they're trying to accomplish be like how would you stuff this into this very small space and Doris is like oh there's gear for that let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) oh I love it yes so yeah you 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 keep in touch with Trudy because you are an excellent packer and you know how to keep that stuff going excellent fantastic okay on the way to the fair because of course you're going even if you're not going to be working with candlelight booth this year you will definitely going you've been asked the office of jenna McAllister. she politely declined your luncheon request and instead requested that you come by her office um the district attorney uh jenna McAllister. uh she is abstaining from the festivities this year uh because well for reasons. Um, She's not much of a festival person, but she has invited you to her office to meet before you go there. So do you all kind of plan ahead of time? Do you meet there? What are you going to do? Well, I know that baby's going to need help carrying the soup. So I I, I would imagine that Eddie Rue would probably show up at baby's to help at least, at least carry, you know, some of the if we're meeting at her office, we can only assume she hasn't eaten today because she's probably so busy working, settling into a new town. So obviously we have made a lot of food. I'll bring the good Tupperware. You're an angel. Lane is already at my house. So yeah, that's Lane, Lane, uh, Lane walks out of, out of the back. Powdering and the, the phantom soup has has re- has now had to be remade <laughs> because <laughs> it was disappeared. Wild. Yeah, and. I think Doris Doris is going to check the time and and be like, oh, we don't have much time before the meeting. And she still has lots to tell all the other mavens. So she's going to rush over to baby's house also. Good. We can walk and talk. Well, I was just going to say I relay the sort of dream that I had. Um, knowing that the magician is coming, I think I would I would probably say... I had a dream about the magician and, and sort of explain it. And this happened and I show and I, I would bring along this pressing and be like, and this is what I'm making. It needs it still needs time, but I just thought you all should see it. Yeah, Lane leans in. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Thank you. I'm gonna give it to Teddy when she gets back. And you notice when Lane leans into you that uh, her makeup is slightly uh, sort of like rubbed off in places. Mm. And that uh, if you look at baby. I've got like my lipstick smudged to the side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Eddie Rue doesn't kiss and tell. And so she doesn't, she doesn't. Lady baby are walking as if nothing has, is weird. <laughs> Literally nothing. I call foul. I would like to be a part of the kissing as the keeper. I demand to know. <laughs> I don't need to know right now, but I'm so curious. All, all I will say is this. Eddie Rue would definitely help both of you adjust your makeup so that you can get your get your face on before we go and see the DA. Does she say this to either of us? I think what she does is she just sort of like offers either of you um, that she has, uh, if you want to go, I'm going to go to the powder room and just sort of like fix up my face. If any of you all would like to join me, we could all just sort of like continue this conversation in there. Baby, I know you have that amazing, like three sided mirror. It's really great. And I feel like we could all fit lane. Would you like to come with? Yeah, and Lane um, takes out a little uh, grocery store box, uh, one of those plastic boxes of uh, sage leaves, and I hand one to Eddie Rue um, and says, baby, do you have yours? Yeah, I've got mine. It's got my lipstick on it. Okay, thanks. What? Doris, do you know what's going on? Why are you why are you both being so cagey? I have, Hold I on have a no second. idea. Now, you know, I was trying to be polite, but all of a sudden, neither of you are telling us things, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, and I'm just a little bit frazzled right now, so maybe you could fill me in. What do you mean cagey? This is we're doing a what is it called again? You look like you had a makeout session, the two of you. I didn't want to say, but now I've said it. Your face is all, all messed up. What's happening? You're handing me sage. You're saying, baby, do you have have smudging, yours? Baby's right, got makeup all over hers. All I'm saying, Lane, is maybe we were smudging. Your faces together? No, on the leaves. Nobody knows what that means. I, it's not, I, is that a euphemism? Is that what the kids say these days? Lane is They're like smudging. gesticulating with a leaf that has like her her makeup on it. They're smudging. So okay, so great. Thank you so much for for making me get all upset before you decided to tell me what the heck was going on. And excuse my French. As cultured a woman as you are, we would have thought you would have known smudging was right away. Well, you know, I'm I'm culture. I'm I'm maybe more cultured than you think. Apparently because not. perhaps there was more than one reason why two ladies would have their makeup all messed up at the same time. It's 1997. Ellen's gay. <laughs> it's okay now. You don't have to take the leaf if you don't want the leaf. I'll take the leaf. What do I do with the leaf? Lane? Give her the leaf. What do I do? You smudge. With, what does that even mean? I'm not going to mess up my makeup. I look great. Well, we don't exactly know how it's done. We're just guessing. It prevents the bad spirits. Oh! <laughs> Eddie Rue, you could put that in your inventory in your cozy place. <laughs> Sage, I will. Uh, well, I'm still very confused, but speaking of smudging, I got this in the mail today, and Doris is going to show the ladies the postcard from Ginger. Oh! Now that is what you were trying to imply. That's what I that thought was, makes... listen, we're gonna move on from your whole thing. <laughs> Doris. Doris, so sorry, this is very exciting for you. Oh, uh, I, I, thank you. I couldn't wait to share with you all. I, I feel like, I feel like I'm 17 again. I'm all, uh, I'm all a flutter. Oh my It's been goodness. so long. Now, my dear, how many days are you gonna wait to write back? This is an important question. Absolutely. Uh, well, considering, the speed of the postal service. I was thinking if I 
write my letter tomorrow and put it in the mail the day after. I feel like that. I feel like that's an appropriate amount of time. Doris, life is short and Teddy's gone. We need to make most of what we have left. Why don't you have Honestly. to deliver it by hand? <gasps> oh, oh, bold. Oh, yeah. Oh. By hand. Wow. <laughs> Nothing more romantic. A little regular Anne Hayes. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what, girls? You're right. You're right. You're right. I'll I'll write it. I'll write it tonight. I'll deliver. Uh, I'll deliver tomorrow. We'll see. Well, it might. I mean, I mean, it might be nothing. Nothing might happen. You, I don't know. I don't get my hopes up. Well, something will happen. <laughs> it's always nothing until it's something. Yeah, it's pretty clearly something. Life is crazy. Let's go talk to a DA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. We're getting arrested, right? I don't think that's... M- maybe you, Lane. But not me. Not today. Not in this outfit. I'll have to change. Oh, real quick before we go, ladies. I did want to... Uh, I Eddie Rue, I plugged in your caller ID. I thought I was going to catch him. But it went straight to, vo- to to answering machine again. I don't know. It wasn't a phone number. It was just a bunch of zeros. But the voice said that hell itself is going to rain down and that we should all gird our loins. So. Uh, okay. Lots and lots of scary warnings coming. I just want to point out, you know, hell itself is coming. I've had this crazy dream with the, they said that the, what, that she's, uh, the, the, what's his name said? The, 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 the magician in my in my dream, you know, said the midwives are coming. What's his name? Jones or Xavier said the midwives are coming and then clammed up. We've had all these. Uh, who are the mid? I'm very concerned about midwives. And usually I'm OK with sort of like alternative medicine. But we are far past the age of needing a midwife. That's uh, you're, you're, uh, listen. Speak for yourself. If you know any secrets, please. Uh, the only other thing. Only other thing. Yes. Agreed. Eddie Rue. But perhaps we have a solution because the voice also said that I should find the genius's plans for the machine and keep them safe. So if you see any machine plans laying around, ladies, I don't know. Put them in your put them in your hand handbag and don't let anyone else know. It's something I guess. about a doctor. You said something about a doctor, right? Oh, yes. Yes. The doctor. That's yes. There was a doctor that we met at the floating restaurant and her name was like. Teresa or 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 Tony, I can't remember, but Tabitha something. Maybe it was Tabitha. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway. I think she works I think she works in town. So keep your eyes peeled for a doctor. Because I also have to give the journal to the doctor. So Dr. Uh Benergy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tabitha Benergy. That sounds about right. I think so. Tara. Tara. Tara? 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 Yeah. Tara Tara. Well, I'm sure they won't mind. We'll ask her about a machine. No, 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 no. We're going to give her this journal from that that was left behind by Homer. Okay. Well, we, okay. We have a lot to do today. We've got this meeting in. Oh, girls. Fifth in it's, we're five minutes. We're 15 minutes away and we're five minutes from the meeting. We've got to go to the meeting. But then after we got to find this, I bet you she'll be at the fair. Mm, I think so. Okay. Okay. So many things to do. Uh, baby, do you have your uh, do you have your soup together? Ready. Do you do you need a hand with that, baby? Or are you good? Several. It's quite heavy. Oh. Okay. Here for you. We can. Do we, did you? Oh, I brought my Tupperware. Portion it out. 
I would, but somebody insisted the matzo balls should be made extra big. So we might have to cut them. It's, it's very, you can squoosh them. <laughs> they retain their shape. They, they come back. You're just going to see, like, as we portion it, it's going to smush like a smash burger, basically. <laughs> just this thick circle surrounded by some broth in a rectangular tougher. I promise you they do bounce back. <laughs> just thick. Great. Perfect. Let's bring them over. <laughs> I'm going to need my double strength spoons. Yeah, one Tupperware of dumplings, one Tupperware of matzo balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to have the carrots separate. Otherwise, they get soggy. How late are you by the time you arrive? At least 15 minutes. I think we're 15 minutes late. And we have a and we have a nice big like wheelie cart full of all of this matzo ball soup. And and wait, and dumpling soup, two kinds of soup. Two kinds. We don't know her culture. Is it <laughs> We're being nice. Is it is it uh, yeah, what are are we going to be giving this out to other people in the office as we go? Yeah, what's the office? Because definitely reception should absolutely get one of each kind. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Anyone that looks like they're under the age of 30 that we see as a child should get soup. Immediately, we think they're hungry. Fantastic. It's good Um, for your bones. You roll up um, to the DA's office. There is a, a wheelchair ramp, so you can literally roll in your cart full of soup with your bowls and your Tupperwares and your soup spoons. Everything is all um, is all there. Um, and you walk in, and it's pretty much abandoned because it's the autumn fair. It's the oh, autumnal fair. Like the building was like empty, like a warehouse. It's like, what? <laughs> no! A tumbleweed goes through the... <laughs> So it's just us going up a staircase with baby sitting on one of those chair lifts that goes up with my stairs while holding <laughs> holding a lot of soup on her lap. And you're uh, both you're beating me up the stairs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No no no. We're going ahead. Doris Doris and I Lane is absolutely taking her time. And Doris and I have have made it to the Doris faster than me though. I I I'm winded, but I'm not I'm not letting anybody in on it. And uh we we open the door and let let her know like we're so sorry we're late. Baby's on the chairlift. She'll be in a moment. <laughs> And you see her very, like, she was, like, hanging half out the window smoking a cigarette, and she, like, immediately puts it out, and she's like, totally fine, totally fine, totally fine, totally fine. Oh, um, you can do that with, don't, don't let us, don't let us stop you. Honestly, if Lane were to see that, you know Lane. Do I smell Marlboro? She's down from down the hall. She's going to join right in, please. Yeah, don't open a she's window on our She's got great nose for those things. It's it's a non-smoking, non-smoking building, ladies. Um, uh, please, please have us. Oh, God, you brought soup. Yeah. Okay. Um, but nobody else. Nobody smoking else in here? When did they ban smoking in here? <laughs> I start ladling. I, I, I get out a bowl and just prepare, put it in front of her. I don't even ask. Yeah, we got two bowls. Just, okay. Jenna, I'm sure as a DA, you have to follow all sorts of rules, but like, there's not really anyone here and, and we certainly won't. We'll keep it between us if you want to smoke. She's looking horrified at the two bowls of soup that have just been put in front of her. <laughs> and she looks back at all and she's like, I mean, we 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 said that this was no longer a luncheon, right? Like this is a you're coming to my office because we need to have a very serious talk, ladies. You, you understand this, right? Oh, of darling, course. if it was a luncheon, there'd be far more than soup. But look at you. You haven't eaten all day. You absolutely haven't. You look like you haven't even seen the sun. 
Yeah, I do that really inappropriate thing with, with like old ladies do where they jiggle like the the tricep of the of the person oh, that they're I talking to. My grandma does that. <laughs> and I'm like, look at you, look at you. Me you falling off the bone. bone. She's like <laughs> visibly recoiling and she's just like trying to like push her. She's like, okay, okay, we'll have soup. We'll have soup. Everybody just sit and sit down. Please just None sit down. Us, n- only she has soup. Nobody else <laughs> has soup. <laughs> We look There's so just... comfortable in this office. We've like all made ourselves at home. Lane smokes. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's looking mortified and she like takes her spoon and she like takes a sip of the soup and she kind of nods. She proves and then she puts it down and she's like, OK, well, thank you for coming here uh, today. I appreciate you being here. Uh, I'm sorry that we met last week as I was just sort of getting my bearings around sort of the situation. Um, uh, that was not what I really wanted to, um, to, to have this conversation, which is why I wanted to, uh, to, to invite you here to this office. So I understand why I'm here. I do. And, and I understand like how, how that might've come off last week, but I, I just, uh, this is a very serious, serious conversation. And we have, I have something very dire to tell you all, which is that you need to stop Okay, like I don't know how else to tell you this, but you are not good at this. You have bungled now two, two of these cases. It's impossible for them to go to trial. Do you understand? And and she's like, she's like, just like at this point, like her her entire energy has shifted. Uh, you have interfered with both of these cases to the point where where they are going to be untriable. They have already released Xavier and and Jones, uh, and they're going to be releasing uh, the the slew of people that you accused for the first crime too. Enough is enough now. You must stop. I'm going to just slowly drag the soup bowls away. <laughs> <laughs> well. Now I'm suspicious. Do you say this? I do. Hmm. Say, now I'm suspicious. There have been two murders, and we found tremendous evidence and proof for both of these people, for, for both of these plots, and both of them have been exonerated based off of our meddling Tell me, what information did we bungle? You don't know how to properly handle the evidence. You do paint a compelling picture, ladies. I'm not saying you don't. You obviously know how to spin a good yarn. You've read a lot of mysteries, as I understand it. But I need admissible evidence to mount a prosecution. And pardon my French, but your amateur meddling has fucked my crime scenes for good. Uh, We found a lot more than physical evidence, however. Certainly motives. Not, account for something. Not to mention that uh, Jones and Xavier would have just run straight out of town if if we hadn't taken them down. So if Doris hadn't physically tackled two men, all I'm saying is I I appreciate that. Listen, we all I think we can all agree we love the cops. Okay, just the four the us four we we think cops are great. You know, and and that's all. Fine, and far be it from me or any of us to say that they're bad at their jobs and could maybe, you know, like that's not, that's not, that's, that's the sort of thing that I don't know who would say. Nobody, certainly in my age. But I, all I'm trying to say is, or really ask, what information do you have? And does it line up with this annotated list that I provide to you right now? <laughs> <laughs> 
What annotated list are you providing? Just literally every single thing we have found see, over the last year. I just tab provided, three of the character yeah, keeper we just, share. Just I just say like I just say like I say like how have we messed these things up specifically, and is any of this new information? Okay, well we can start with how brand new lighting equipment does not mean anything. It was simply purchased and not understood, right? It's just it's an out of context piece of evidence. Let's also talk about the fact that you didn't use gloves when handling any of these bolts, so they're now completely inadmissible and can't be dusted for fingerprints, right? We can talk about that. We could talk about how uh, failed business deals don't add up to much, neither do illicit uh, love affairs, finding motives, any idiot, pardon, any suspicious person can come up with a motive. What we need here are hard facts. And to be quite frank with all of you, you should just leave the detective work to the sheriff's office. They know what they're doing. And as much as I think you all are fantastic, I just don't think that you should be as involved as you tend to be. Yes, I think it would be best if you just focus more on your little book club and less on death, don't you think? It would just make us all happier, it would make you happier, make the town better because we could actually solve these crimes instead of having to, you know, trip over you. Sure. Sure. Lane offers her wrists. <laughs> like to be handcuffed? Just yeah. Right here. yeah. <laughs> Uh, in, in is, the she, is she is she actually like genuine with this? Yes. Yeah. Great. Uh, and well, she I goes well, at least for now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Jenna looks at I them and question. she goes, "Oh, yes, baby." Pardon me for interrupting the performance that was about to happen. Well, we do have respect for roles and everything else. Given that, yes, we are a bunch of women that are not as qualified. We are more recreational detectives, if you will. Why has there been complete uh, participation and approval of our actions thus far? Why are you the only one that has come in to say that we are doing things wrong? Because even with the police being here and assisting, they did not once question us. They did not once say we were doing the wrong thing. And when we provided things, we were met with a thank you. So if you would like to, while I do understand that maybe we have done something wrong, I think you have a much bigger problem on your hands. And these two wrists that you see in front of you are not the only ones that you should be cuffing. Eddie Rue puts out her wrist too, right? Is that what you mean? Ugh. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah jenna sort of takes all this all in and she sort of rubs she rubs her hand and she's just like look okay so yes i don't know why the sheriff's office isn't talking to you directly and why they're choosing to go through me i'm just doing my job which is to tell you to back off okay I don't know what Bert tells you. I don't know what Sheriff Wyman Darrowimple tells you. I don't know any of that, right? That's not of my concern. My concern is that I can't try these cases and keep these people behind bars when you meddle. So I am doing my job, and I'm not going to speak for the men and the police of this town, who are mostly men, doing their job. I'm asking you all, women to women, can you have my back here and stop fucking meddling in my shit? I'm good at my job. 
I would like to continue doing my job, but I'm finding it really difficult to do my job with you four constantly in the thick of shit. Well, it seems to me that respectfully, you know, woman to woman, we might be better as your allies, right? Like, do you have standard issue gloves? Happy to wear gloves next time I pick up a handful of bolts. You know, like maybe we like we can help you. We're quite good at this, despite how you're making it sound. Woman to woman. I don't know if you remember the last time you saw us. There may have been another person in the group. And you haven't asked about her or her well-being, and her case has not been brought up whatsoever. And she's been missing. Teddy? Yes. Oh, I meant to ask about Teddy. Well, it's now is the time. The time is now. Okay, so first of all, just we're going to get our friend is missing, just so you know, but uh, we'll we'll I'll I would love some. Our friend Teddy is missing. It's been very strange. Lots of things going on. I don't know if anybody has been made aware of this or if you've made aware of this. Have you made aware of this? Uh, This is the first I'm hearing of it, but it, it makes more sense to understand that the reason you all seem to be so. Uh, interested in these things is because you're you you're lost someone. Well, I'm sorry listen, to hear that. I'm so sorry to hear that. And she just like looks at her someone. Her watch. She just keeps looking at her watch. Yes, and yes. Listen, continue. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm sure you have some place you have to be. I just want to make sure that you that you and I are on the same page. Another tumbleweed mm-hmm. comes down the hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody died right in front of us. So hopefully that won't happen again. Uh, and if it does happen, we'll do our best to n- not get in your way. We'll certainly wear gloves should that happen. I hope it doesn't happen again, but I understand what you're saying. But I will say this. Lots of weird stuff has been going on. And also, I know that you're saying none of these, none of these cases are triable anymore. But you believe us, right? It doesn't really matter what I believe, ladies. I just... And she like looks at her at her uh, uh, this like bowl on her desk that has like a, a jar. It's like a jar of hard candies. And she like puts it out in front of you all. And she's just like, I just need you all to be on my page. Will you be on my page? And she offers you each a hard candy. She's like, will you stop meddling and let the police do their job, please? Elaine takes a candy and says to turn the page. Just a uh, food for thought. Do you really think either of these cases would have been solved if we weren't there? Miss Walter, I don't want to disrespect you in any way, shape, or form, but were they solved with you there? Yes. Mm-hmm. I tend to disagree. And she sort of stands up and ushers you out the door. You all have conditions after this conversation, and I will give you some choices. (laughs) Um, You can choose something like furious with and fill in the blank of it. Um, You can have a desire to lash out, or perhaps you are cowed by this conversation, something better than that. But each of you should have a condition coming out of this conversation. What are you feeling? I'm putting frazzled. I'm feeling very vengeful. I'm going to tell everybody else when we're at the fair that she was smoking in the office. 
<laughs> so you're specifically vengeful against the DA. Yeah, that's what you're. That's that's. Well, vengeful, not ent- entirely. More so, vengeful that we got in trouble for doing the right thing, and this seems like it's very out of the blue because nobody else has, like I said, no one else has really pushed back on us, and everyone's been very supportive, which makes me feel like this is something either in the background that we didn't know about or from an outside. And so I'm getting angry at how dare you? This is not how this should go. So I'm going to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And we're going to come out on top, but I'm also going to give her a little bit of shit because that was really rude. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm feeling the furious with like, I don't know, bureaucracy, I think. And also, are, do we did the conditions from last time clear, or are they still in play? I think it's dependent because okay. um, uh, it's been a week, and you did watch somebody you watch somebody die in front of you with a light fall on their head. So you can decide if that is still affecting you, um, specifically with your flustered because you got another gift because uh, you got another card. Definitely still flustered. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, but do keep in mind that if you get four conditions, um, that you uh, have to take a crown of the void. Oh. So you want to want to do some cozy a uh, cozy move to clear some conditions, um, specifically Doris. Lane, did you figure out a condition? Did I miss it? I put in lawless. Ooh. <laughs> the law so. means nothing to me anymore. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Great. So as you all are leaving the office um, and you you head outside, um, what do you do before heading over to this this fair? Do you have any sort of conversation about what just happened? I, I mean, I just... Uh, I'm so agog. I've... I, I like we we can help her. Why doesn't she want us to help her? If she if all her she's worried about is us like not wearing gloves and poking around, we could do that in a more official capacity. Why do I have the feeling? Remember, she was talking with Esther and Frank back at the mm. little floaty place we went. But as we all know, Esther is now a scar upon our past. And she also has connections to the law. That troublesome little boy of hers. I do have a feeling someone might be meddling where they shouldn't be. And it's not us. Well, it is us, but it's also them. It's not us. It goes all the way up, really. She said it's not. She's being asked to tell us what she's being, what she's telling us. So clearly everyone's got it out for us. Mm-hmm. This is something bigger than we think. Doris, do you know do you know anyone who could be able to help us if you were to write to them, get get information? We're right I okay. I know it's a little crazy, but since we're here and I and I imagine that the Mutas like town municipal building is like connected to the library. Um just like it was in my hometown. Um where it, where I could say, because we're here and you know, if you wanted we could have you heard of the internet? I have heard of it. It and I saying. are not friends per se, but I'm I've open to I've been taking classes. And oh. by classes, I mean, well, I mean, I have a little tutor and she's very nice, but I'm just saying we could if you wanted. I don't know. You, you're so well connected. I'm just saying like you could potentially, we could potentially, I'm just saying, right? You could write something to somebody, but only if you're interested. Otherwise, I need a can. I need. I need to get like a caramel apple 
within the next two hours, but otherwise. <laughs> do you mean one of? Do you mean? Are you? Let me just make sure I'm understanding you correctly, Adiru. Are you speaking of one of those electronic mails? We could do it. We could, <gasps> all I'm saying is, I know how, and it's right here. I I mean, yeah, it's right. I mean, it's right here. It, from what I understand of the internet, it will only take a short moment. Sure. Two hours later. <laughs> 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 Doris has been typing like one finger of a letter at a time and also the keyboard's not in alphabetical order so it's like uh, uh, it takes her a really, really long time um, who are you even writing to? <laughs> she I think she would write in this moment of furiousness with the bureaucracy I think she would write to whoever is above like a level above Jenna McAllister, like maybe in the state <laughs> government and just register her displeasure with how the town of Brindlewood Bay is handling its investigations and its respect towards their elders. And whose AOL account is this? And what is the name? <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's definitely Eddie Ruse. It's gotta be Eddie Ruse AOL account. I know. I think it would take too long for Doris to set up her own. I think. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I no, no, no. Eddie Ruse just goes, after 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 25 minutes of you trying to figure it out and poor Jen and 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 poor Jenna uh the, the this this little this like uh 22 year old recent librarian grad who's like been very kind to me uh is just so tired from hearing the conversation I say okay we're just gonna log you in I'm just gonna use mine and you can sign it with your own name it'll be like you know care of Eddie Rue, mm-hmm. right? But it's actually just. So uh, I, I need to, just need you to type this the following in. Um, X, X, X. X, X. Yeah, yeah, okay, three times. Three X's. X, 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 X. Yes. Um, e Rue. E R U. U E. Yep. 69. 69. At AOL.com. At. And then the pa- the How password I... is. Oh, wait. The password is. The password is salute the colonel. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got. I, I, I will remember that. Where, how do you do. It's a really strong password. How did. <laughs> For an old lady in the 90s. I'm trying to hit at and a two just keeps coming up. I don't know. I don't know what. Hold shift. Hold shift. Shift, shift two. It's still a two. Well, you have to hold, hold shift and hit two at the same time the shift oh, is pushed. Oh, got it. Okay. This is giving me PTSD to my IT job days. <laughs> I'm just saying. Y'all, I did just recently work at a theater where one of my bosses <laughs> did ask me. So when I forget my password, I just type that in the field, right? So oh. this is true. This is all true to life. It hurts. It hurts. So you send this email <laughs> after many painstaking minutes. Let's not make it two hours. Let's just make it <laughs> some painstaking minutes until this this librarian assistant comes over to help you type some shit out. Lane walks out with a um, CD player she rented from the library. She like borrowed from the library and she has put the AOL CD into it and has some <laughs> headphones on uh, and presses play and just like jumps <laughs> Because it's just the modem noise over and over <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. I thought I didn't like punk, but this is this is something else. Uh, might might I clear a condition for writing this electronic mail? Is it cozy what you're doing? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> is, That's fair. 
is there a way for you to make it cozy with Eddie Rue? Because yeah, in the uh, so in in the spirit of the move, the move is when you have an intimate moment mm. with another Maven while one of you is engaged in your cozy activity. I gave her my password. Yeah. Mm, I'm sorry, this is not a level of intimacy in 1997. <laughs> it is a level of intimacy now. <laughs> I think uh, sure. I think I think honestly, listen, no. <laughs> like if I'm being really honest, yeah. no. Great. There's no. I, I th- this is this is a harried and thing. It's 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 us gaming the system. Let's not do it. Yeah. Let's That's not fine. let's not push. <laughs> I rub your back while you write. I don't know. No. <laughs> I mean, it could count if you if no. you wanted to make it intimate. No, it's but... okay. I think the stress of using the internet is kind of like overcoming any intimate that might happen. I, yeah, that's true. I, that was fully me crowbarring in a cozy move just to help Doris from a mechanical perspective. Eddie Rue, Eddie Rue threw the ball. Doris tried to hit it. We wrote an angry email, but it maybe wasn't an intimate <laughs> angry email. <laughs> uh, I love it. So you hit send, though, yes? Yes. Fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, that, might, that might pay off if you ever go check your email again, Eddie Rue. <laughs> Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel Dean. Our Brindlewood Bay campaign features Christopher Dierksen as Eddie Rue Dubois, Ben Ferber as Lane Walter, Corey Flores as Baby Garcia, Shannon Wade as Doris Makoviak, and our keeper C. Meeker. If you'd like to help us continue exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games, consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice or supporting us and getting access to our patron-only bonus content at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddramanerds. You can find our social media and website links, including our cast bios, at the link tree in our show notes. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons and Drama Nerds. Dungeons and Drama Nerds.